With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Sec, Jay. All right. Get your game faces on, boys. <laughs> get frosty. <laughs> Let's do it. Get frosty. Lion face, lemon face. okay we are live you guys thanks everybody for showing up tonight it's gonna be a fucking fun one we're excited as shit to have the great christopher nelson on the show right now this is a guy who uh been super nice to us on the channel been super amazing to us and reached out to us let us know that he was a fan of the channel and he's awesome enough to come on and hang out with us tonight guy who's done everything from suicide squad to fucking kill bill to as you all know halloween halloween kills and halloween ends eventually i'm gonna pull him up now when i can figure out where the fuck to press the button at and there's the fucking button there's chris <laughs> What's up? hey there he is <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> you caught me. Who pulled that <laughs> surprise cam on you? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's the perfect fucking start, man. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> dude, thank you. First and foremost, thank you for taking the time, you know, to hang out with us and talk to us, dude. That's fucking amazing. Of you. Awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate you guys spent all your um, super posting money. Is that what's it called? What, what's the money that you guys get? Stimulus. Super chat chat money. That was a good, uh, that was a really, there's a lot. You guys make a lot of money at Super Chat, and I thank you for giving it to me all. (laughs) Um, You saw that comment. You are welcome, sir. You did see that comment. I'm just kidding. These guys didn't pay me a fucking dime. That's that's horseshit. I'm doing it because uh, these guys are so nice, and they're fans, and Halloween fans, which I adore, and uh, you guys are cool. So uh, it was fun, and it's not like I'm I'm doing it, <laughs> but uh, uh, you you guys are awesome, and you guys have been cool to me. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh man, thank you it's so awesome. much. Yeah, thank you so much for freaking being here, man. And everybody was super excited about it. Like I was trying not to put it out there too much, but the people who know were like, "What you got? He's coming on your show?" Like why <laughs> i don't fucking know man it's just cool again it's a super chat money man <laughs> that's what it is i fucking love that you saw that so much because i literally deleted it i was like fuck that guy <laughs> just know that you saw it cracks me the fuck up but uh no man like um and obviously uh and what we're gonna do here guys for everybody that doesn't know we're just gonna hang out we're gonna talk some shit uh, and hang out for a little bit and at the end of the uh at the end of the video uh we're gonna take some questions from the audience uh that you guys can ask chris obviously just so you know i mean he can't you know he's not going to tell you when the halloween kills trailer's coming out <laughs> when's it coming out chris <laughs> it's, in your it's in your fucking pocket isn't it show it to us show it they don't tell me they don't tell me when that stuff's coming out man i'm as surprised as you are and as excited as you are i wish you know look like mike was saying i i, I uh I wish I could talk about Halloween Kills. I really do. I know you guys are excited. I'm excited. I know that you have questions and you're all, you know, but I, I wish I could. I can't. I'm under an NDA and I get in so much trouble. And I don't want to spoil anything anyway for you guys because right you know, I think that we should all, um, the anticipation is part of the fun, man. And, and then you go and see it and you're like, uh, 
uh, you just get your popcorn and you sit down and you get into the world and, and it, uh, and you know, it reveals itself to you. So I'm excited for that too. So, uh, so sorry if I can't talk about Halloween kills, uh, but we can talk about anything else. We can talk about Halloween 2018. We can talk about Halloween 78. We can talk about, I don't care the weather. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Well, what I want to ask you really quick, Chris, I mean, this has really been like, Which just like on my handsome? mind. Which one of us is more that's handsome? That's not, that's not, I mean, it's obviously, <laughs> we're not going to deal with that one right now. Tell me later. No, sorry. Go Give us some time. No, uh, so, no. Okay. So this has been burning on my mind for a long time. And I really want to ask you this question. Okay. So, um, Obviously, this show came out, and it's really popular. And, I mean, we already know the answer, but that bitch Carol Baskins, did she kill her husband? What show are you talking about? Tiger King. Have you not seen it yet? I haven't seen it. Oh, shit. You got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. Oh, my God. It's so good. I get so many people ask me if I've seen that show. I got to be honest with you, and you're all going to be so disappointed in me. I have a ridiculous, irrational sensitivity to animals, meaning I love me and my girlfriend. I love animals so much that I heard that there's like animal stuff. And I was like, I can't do it, man. It'll make me sad. It'll be like, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll bum me out. And I know that sounds lame. And I know I, okay, bring on the fucking messages. But you know, and it's like, I'll sit and watch it probably one night. If I get a little drunk, I'll watch it. Well, dude, it's not, it's not as bad. Like it, they don't show like, it's not like I'll cry at Sarah McLaughlin commercials, you know, when, right. when the, with the animals and stuff. Like I, I'm the same way. I can't watch those. Yeah, it, watch. It, it's a it's a small tier, but yeah, yeah, it's not like uh, I don't think they go into de- like they don't show any like super abuse or anything like that. But it's it's a really interesting show, and that guy is like Joe Exotic. He's insanely funny. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. so like unintentionally funny. But it's the the main thing is Carol Baskin. Like they think. Well, he uh, accuses her of uh, <laughs> of basically uh, killing her ex husband and feeding him to the tigers. <laughs> to get rid of the evidence, so <laughs> crazy Carol, she's uh, crazy. <laughs> I know she's insane. She's Carol crazy. Baskins, man, I swear to God. Carol. Now I also too like I have this weird thing that if I see something that's really popular or everybody's watching it or I go the other way. It's just I my natural it. instinct to go fuck that. I'm not watching that. I'll you know, and and then I'll come across it like it's like Nirvana when Nirvana came out. I was a big metal head. I was a big, like, new wave of British heavy metal, you know, Tigers of Pantang, Iron Maiden kind of guy. And then, uh, you know, uh, grunge hit. I'm going off on a tangent. but uh, No, man, do it. Nirvana, you know, Nirvana hit, and I was like, whatever, Nirvana, man, everybody does, man. <laughs> and then a oh, few man. years later, I'm like, they're the best band in the entire universe. I love Nirvana, uh, and to this day, I love Nirvana. So I'll get to Tiger King in about five years. <laughs> yeah, I do. I swear to God, like that. I'll call you guys and go, "That Carol, she's crazy." <laughs> I want to go back on. And God, she that, fucking that, did it. That right. sounds like exactly like uh, I, I do the same thing. Um, my brother and Mike were like, you know, they they will like introduce me like Nirvana or something like that. I'm like, I don't care. Like they'll be like, I don't care. I was like, I don't care. I like you. You, you know, I did this. i be like, that guy looks like he smells like pee. I don't yeah. care about that. And I'll be like rocking out to it later on. I'm like, dude, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I won't say that to him, but yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be later. He does that shit yeah. too. Like literally like with hereditary, for instance, like he does it with movies too, because I saw hereditary. I was like, no dude, it fucked me up. Like it was dark. It like got into my, got into my Ganges. Like it was it's <laughs> fucked up. Like I needed to shower my soul after watching it. And like, he's scared to watch it, but then he'll go to Wikipedia, read the whole plot, watch all the trailers, know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> then he'll come back to me and be like, 
she wasn't that scary. I'm like, because you knew the whole fucking story already. Of course, it wasn't that scary. <laughs> I love Hereditary. That movie is amazing. Yeah, man. It was, yeah, it was, it was really it. good. I was. I, I, I that movie. It it was so surreal and so. I I mean, there's so many words I could. I I love Hereditary. I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah, me too, man. I was sitting next to a dude like we were the only two dudes in the theater, and for some reason he sat right next to me as people do. That's weird. And, but That's weird. It's okay. For we're some just... reason, for some reason, he sat right next to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some reason. It's my boy. What your hand, what's your hand doing on my wiener? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was. It's kind of like uh, with the one of the movies that really uh, fucked me up. Uh, I went and seen The Ring when it first released. The Ring. Um, and I remember, you know, I thought it was going to be like, you know, just a typical kind of like darkness falls. It, it was going to be kind of exciting, you know, kind of fun or whatever, not super scary or anything. That movie fucked me up for like five months after I saw that movie, the ring. And I remember going to see it and I was on a date and the first opening sequence. And when the camera guy, you know, it goes up, to, up the stairs and, and her mouth opens up and she's in the, you know, the closets. Yeah. She's screaming. Ah. I, I, I was like in shock. I was like, "Oh shit! This is it. This is it. I'm fucked." And th there was one girl. I was I was on my date. There was one girl that was sitting four rows behind me, and we were completely alone in the theater. My date and I. And then there's one girl. I'm like, "What the shit is going on?" And I remember leaving the theater, scared as hell. Went to my house. Mike, my brother, and a couple of our friends were there, and they decided to be funny. So like locked me into a room after I fell asleep because I wanted to be around people because I was scared. And they turned the TV station on like static. Like, you know, just like the shit, and locked me in that room. Great, great times, great times. <laughs> <laughs> Ring fucked me up too, dude. The remake of Ring, or is this Ringu, the original? Uh, no, it was just the Ring, the the American oh. version of Ring. Yeah, the, oh, when okay. it came out in theaters, because I I didn't expect, you know, I didn't know going in. I didn't watch any trailers of it or anything like that. I just walked. It, it was a horror movie. I was on a date. I was like, hey, if it sucks, you can give me a blowjob. But you know, anything like that. <laughs> but and it, it, it wound up just not being that good. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not a good experience. I, speaking of which, though, I I want to ask is so like talking about Halloween, not Halloween Kills, but the the Halloween that you guys just did. I did want yeah. to know, like, when you guys were making that, I remember, like, all the hubbub. Like, all we wanted to know was, like, what the fuck that mask looks like. Like, I cannot wait to mm -hmm. see the mask. Can't wait to see it. What's it? We, we, like, someone, like, literally someone at the party, like, someone had a party on set with you guys, and they, like, someone made cookies or some shit, and there was, like, this weird Michael Myers with, like, a fro on the cookies, and we did a whole video. Oh, yeah. we're, like, <laughs> it looked like Elvis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So and we were like, we did a whole video on that shit. We're like, is Michael Myers going to look like this in the fucking movie? You know, like, it's crazy. I remember that. You know, what's funny because I was I, I'll get like Google alerts or whatever that that has like whatever. And then I'll get messages on Instagram from people out of nowhere. And, and around that time, I remember that cookie. And it was hilarious <laughs> because so much thought was going into that fucking cookie. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like I cannot believe people think that the new mask is going to look like this cookie. That, that, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are you? You're reaching so hard for the cookie. It's like, what? put the cookie down. <laughs> it's like, good God. I remember that. And I remember getting the cookie on set going, looks like Elvis. What's this supposed to be? Uh, but, uh, it looks like yeah, Will Ferrell. What the shit? Yeah, right. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What no, was your that's question? fine. I'm, I'm stoked to hear that you remember the cookie because at least that brought us this moment because the whole video was fucking pointless. But uh, <laughs> when you guys were doing that, though, like when you made the mask, was there any like 
other than what you came up with, was there any ideas you guys ended up throwing away? Like, or even like even masks that you started to make that didn't work out that good or like weirder ideas that you had that you guys just didn't end up using because you found for what to us, the perfect mask for it. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, that question was just asked, asked me, uh, by Sean Decker interviewed me for Halloweenmovies.com. Uh, and the first part one just went up, I think last week and part two comes up on Halloweenmovies.com on Friday. I believe he told me today. Uh, and I answered that exact question actually in, in, in that interview. And I'd hate to take away from anybody wanting to go read that, but, uh, that being said, yeah, there, there, Oddly, there wasn't a lot of incarnations of the mask um, before we settled on one. There, there just wasn't because uh, uh, you can read the interview to tell you, to, uh, uh, and that'll tell you what the other one looked like. But uh, um, because I want people to go to that website, but uh, um, we'll do a video it, on it after it comes out. It, Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, it because I think. Going into it, David and Danny and Malik and Ryan and everybody, we all knew what we we all knew what it needed to be, and we all knew what we wanted. Uh, and of course, everything is open in, to interpretation. I'm going to interpret it different than Ryan will or what David will or something. But it only takes um, oddly there was this collective. Uh, thought around okay this is what it has to be it's got we got to go back to somewhat the original silhouette um uh, because that's what people love and missed and were familiar with uh and then we needed to take it a little further um to making this our own uh without straying far from that so i, I don't know if that's really a great answer but uh it, it's um it, it was a weird process, but oddly wasn't as laborious as I thought it would be. I, I, I was terribly, terribly concerned that we were going to be taking weeks and weeks and weeks trying to figure out and get the perfect mask for this movie. And uh, I'm proud to say that all of us together, the filmmakers and myself and my team, um, uh, didn't, it didn't take that long because we all love it and we all respect it. And so I think if you just approached it from that standpoint, you, you know, you can't go wrong, you know. So yeah, man. I was terrified uh, after having shot the movie and wondering, you know, how are people going to respond to it? Um, there's nothing I could do about it. But I was go I was like, oh, boy, am I going to am I going to get crucified? And then the poster came out and it was on the poster. I didn't expect it to be the poster oh shit i i had no idea and then and then i woke up one morning and i got a text going nelson did you see the fucking new halloween poster i'm like no what's going on and i look and i'm like oh no and i just went i can't believe they put the mask close up on the poster and i was so concerned about it uh but uh but it all turned out all right i yeah. guess yeah i love that mask yeah. well here's a here's a qu uh, quick question um so Halloween wanted, you know, the original Halloween mask, uh, you know, the William Shatner based 1978. Uh, and then Halloween 2, they used the same one. It was it was kind of rotting, kind of getting old. <clears throat> but in Halloween 4, 5, 6, 7, and even 8, I mean, they had their, their own interpretations of that mask. Uh, and they always seem to change each movie. Uh, 
in this one, in the even Rob Zombie's Halloween had, you know, it was closer to the original, you know, Halloween mask, I guess, in some ways, um, you know, the 78. What happened or like, because the, the Halloween 2018 mask that you used, it looks like fucking awesome. You know, it looks really on point with the William Shatner mold. Uh, is there is there something that changed <clears throat> that happened or you know because was there like a legal issue with I know that William Shatner had come out years earlier and didn't like the fact that that mold was being used and there were some kind of issues going on was there something that had changed later on that you know you can make it more similar to that mask or no nothing like that I think that whole William Shatner being pissed and stuff is a myth to be honest mm -hmm. with you from what I heard it's it's all it's not it's not that's not the case. I think okay. what I think it really, I mean, when it comes to licensing a likeness and things like that, yeah, there are those things involved with Trankus and, and Malik and, and Universal and blah, 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 all that stuff. And I don't know anything about that. I didn't want to know anything about that. Yeah. Uh, I had my parameters and what I was told to do, and that's what I did. Uh, uh, but as far as all the other incarnations of the mask, I wasn't there. I couldn't tell you why. It, it, it could be so many, it, 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 there, there's so many reasons, and I know people speculate all over the internet for all these years why, you know, this mask looks like this and why they couldn't do this and why they couldn't do that. And it honestly, a lot of times it comes down to the filmmakers making that particular film going, well, we don't want to do that. Let's do our thing. You know, I get and that you. could have yeah. been one of them. And then the other one could have been, well, we don't want to do theirs, and we don't want to do the original, so let's do our thing. And it could be, there's so many chefs in a kitchen when it comes to making a film that uh, you have absolutely no idea. You could sit there and think all you want, but it, it, it doesn't really matter. It, 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 those movies are what they are, and some of those masks are good, and some of them are terrible. And, and I think, uh, ultimately, again, my goal was to um try to get close to the feel of it when you saw it it's a silhouette it's a broader it's a broader uh, look at it than all the details and are the eyes this close apart and is the hair the, it's it's less about that for me i mean i do take that into consideration but it's more about the overall feeling that you get when you look at michael myers and i wanted there to be a feeling that as soon as you saw it, you went, okay, that's, Oh dude. Moment. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that, that, that moment when he slammed the trunk down and, and he finally pulls it on, I'm like, yeah, Fuck, that looks amazing. That's shit. Yeah. Like that's in it to another level for me. Like, I don't know. Like I felt like a little girl at Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> it was so fucking good. It was so amazing. It was amazing. Dude, to see I that. Did, did too. When we shot that, that's all David, that's all David Gordon Green and Michael Simmons, the, the DP man. Those guys are like, they're badass and they knew what they were doing. And, and when we shot that, I remember that day, that was early on in the shooting. <clears throat> it was so cool, like to be on set and know what he was going for. And you're just, I just got the chills. Uh, dude, it, it was like fucking, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like Snake Plissken walking on set or something. <laughs> like it was oh, fucking yeah. amazing. It was badass. I could hear the fucking score. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was a, it was an amazing shot. They had a lot of amazing shots of the mask there. Mm. The blue lighting and the, and the, or the blue lighting and the red lighting, the, the way that they did those shots. I loved all of them, man. I, I'm a huge fan of the mask. Like it's really like high, high, high up on my list of masks. I'm not even just saying that because you're here, but we've talked about it a couple times. Uh, on this channel where, um, and even people who, 
will complain about Halloween 2018 as a whole, I always go back to the same thing. I'm like, man, whatever problems you have with the story or whatever, this character, the humor, whatever, like yeah. you got to realize that the pillars are there and that's so important like the mask was good james jude courtney was amazing uh the, yeah. the, the suspense was there they took it seriously they didn't make any huge gaping buster rhyme style mistakes and you know <laughs> they didn't do anything that crazy and like the the important shit was there and i think that the mask to me is the most important if not or it's very important if not the most important thing because no matter how good the movie is you can make the scariest movie of all time and if his mask looks goofy none of it's going to work um, yeah. So that's actually what I wanted to ask you: is, is there any from the from the franchise? Obviously, aside from the original, because everybody loves that one. Uh, but is there any like favorites uh, from the other sequels that you liked a, a whole lot going into making this? As far as masks, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm more of a purist. I, I like one and two, and even though Michael Myers isn't in the movie Part Three, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Halloween Three. Yeah, I think it's one of the weirdest, <laughs> most real strange movies it's it's so i i don't think people give it as as much of a i don't think they see it for what it was supposed to be but that said um i like one and two um uh the mass and the other ones all had their own thing and i i've seen them and studied them and and they they i will say this they they lent themselves to the story they were telling but uh um what i always thought was well what would that movie be if the mask was on point thank you, thank you know yeah I mean? exactly uh -huh. what, what what would it be and are those movies good if the mask was on point you know and and i, I you know i i don't know i i don't know i'm i gotta be honest <laughs> i've seen all the movies i've seen them many times over and over but i'm i'm not a huge fan of of a lot of those sequels because for whatever reason, and has nothing to do with the mask, has to do with the story and the tone and the feel and the and the and the legacy of Halloween that they kind of lost their way. And I understand because a lot of them followed trends over the course of those years and when they came out and what decade. And you have to take that into account and and uh, um, what was selling at the time, movie wise, what was popular, what was. There are so many factors that went into why those movies look the way they are and why the stories are told the way they were screenwriters that were popular at the time that were writing other movies. And, and so they got this guy to write a Halloween movie because he sold this other movie. And there's so many factors that go into it that I don't think people take into account and, and you got to do that. And it's hard to do that, but uh, um, they all, they all have their, they all have their, their good points and their bad points, you know, just like any movie, you know? So, I don't know if that answers a question. No, at it does. All. No, it was great. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love to see someone deep fake, literally go back to like Halloween four, because like the thing about Halloween four was like the 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 atmosphere, like the Halloween atmosphere was so good in that movie. From yeah, the opening shot and everything. And I would just love for nothing against the people who made that mask or whatever, but I would just love to see someone just and they have the they have the tools and talent to do it to deep fake that movie and put the original mask on his face. Yeah, maybe take away the shoulder blades, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I, th I think it would change the whole fucking thing. But yeah, it would change the whole thing. It, it absolutely would. And I was, you know, it's too. You know, you talk about Halloween twenty eighteen and, and coming back, and you go. One thing, even though I'm happy with the mask and we're proud of it, um, and we think it it will, it's one of the. I think it's a good mask. Um, 
there were a lot of different ways we could have gone, you know, and and you got to pick a road and stick to it and stay on it. And there, you, you know, I got so many messages when that poster came out, so many messages from people all over the world, you know, either either praising it or, or giving me shit about it. And it, a lot of it, the, 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 the negatives were, I don't understand why you, there's a picture of the original mask as it is right now. Why didn't you use that? Why didn't you use that as a template? And the reason is because if you put that mask on screen right now, you would have laughed at it. You would, it would not have worked within the context of the story and where we're at. And, and, and aesthetically, it just wouldn't have worked. And uh, you could think it would, but it wouldn't. Um, I've seen people do masks on their own of what they thought it should look like. And some of them are excellent. Some of them are like, yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent mask. And I could have went down that road. But we chose to go down the road that we did. And there are reasons for it. And um, it, it's, uh, it's in film history now, so there's nothing I can do about it. So for good or bad, I just hope that in 10 years now, from 20 years from now, after I'm dead, <laughs> that, um, you know, people will look back at this mask and think that it's still okay. And, and, and hopefully it's not a dated look and hopefully it will stand the test of time and, and only time will tell with that. So, oh, man, I, it's an I, amazing I, mask. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an amazing mask. And, and uh, look, uh, going off of what the, the Halloween four question, um, that mask you know, and again, I don't want to talk, you know, anything bad about the people that designed it or, or, you know, what they were going through, what they, you know, like you said, the screenwriters or directors saying it needs to look like this. It has to have a certain, you know, look that they want it. Um, if you if you had replaced that mask, like with something like what you did with Halloween 2018, I think you've got a completely different movie, like you said. And I think yeah. it's going to be way better. You know, the movie is good. Like the movie is solid. It's a really good entry. And it's it's so strange though, because if you look at the the box cover of that film, they yeah. use the original Michael Myers mask. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it's almost like, hey, we don't have a lot of confidence in this fucking horse. But uh the movie's good, but you know, the mask isn't so, you know, whatever. Well hopefully people like Star Trek the next generation data. <laughs> always, it always looks like data to me, but either way, but yeah, I you know, that's what I'm saying. And you you answered it perfectly yeah well you know halloween 4 i mean you don't you you have no idea that that you know that's a marketing thing because think about when halloween 4 came out you're coming off of halloween 3 where everyone was disappointed that michael myers wasn't in it so right. they got to market it they have to market it and go hey everybody michael myers is back mm -hmm. and here's remember this face and they put it on the on the poster there now, it is yeah and and that's why they did that so I'm not taking it away from the mask that was in the movie or any of the other movies. I, I know all the companies, I'm familiar with all the companies that that had, have done all those masks and the people's, some of the people that have done them. And they're all really talented, good people. None of them mm -hmm. are slouches, you know. So there are reasons behind all those things that, that, that none of us will ever know about unless you were there. I would say if you really want to get into it and you really want to dive deep into it, I would say get a hold of all the all the different companies or all the people that made those masks in various movies and talk to them about it and ask them why. You know, sure, I don't think yeah. ever done that. You know, get get each person. You know, and uh, and I'm actually a fan. Although I'm not a fan of the Rob Zombie Halloween, and I know that I'm going to get crucified for saying that. Oh uh, no, I'm, you're you're in good company, my sir. <laughs> I'm a big fan of of Wayne Toth and the guy and uh, who made that mask and i actually like that mask a lot i think it's really cool and i think it fit 
the tone of that movie and Wayne did his job really well for that movie and, and Wayne's a great artist so um, I, I can't knock that at all is it the uh, for for you? Because I know I know how we feel about it. Uh, going to the Rob Zombie thing for you is it the is it the, the the fact that they gave away the backstory, like they they gave him like a normal human being's backstory and then went into it, you know, without you, you lose all yeah. the subtlety, you lose all the all the mystique behind it because you know he's just a kid who grew up in a in a, in a shitty home and that's what caused him to go crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly yeah. why I didn't like it. I was like, I, I there's no mystery. There's no boogeyman. Yeah, you took the boogeyman. Right. The boogeyman, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like what's scarier than the fact that this kid in the original, the the original Halloween, is seemingly in a nice neighborhood, a nice suburban area, and and he snaps for no reason. And there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason to why he does it. But then you take the film and you update it, and you're like, okay, well, you got a shitty stepfather. Your mom's a stripper that likes to listen to Love Hurts. When she's on the pole <laughs> and, uh, you know, and shit like that goes on. And then, of course, you're fucked up and you're carrying her. You know, you kill dead. You know, you're, you, yeah. you you kill dogs. You kill cats. Uh, of course, you're a messed up. This animals, boy. Take that well, damn I, thing off. <laughs> I actually kind of understand that theory. I mean, he was delving into the psych 101 of a sociopath. And I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I understand that. And that is an interesting angle. Like, I... I'm, I've always been fascinated with serial killers and why people do what they do and, and the, the evil that men do. And, and, uh, and I think that uh, uh, Rob was, uh, or should I say Mr. Zombie, was going into that. Uh, uh, he, was, he was diving into that, which is, which is really interesting. And it, it, it's, it's very much kind of the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre version of Halloween, which, is, which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, man. People like it. People love that movie. And I and I ain't knocking it, man. I just and when when I'm when we're talking about the Halloween mystique in the Halloween world, I preferred the mystery boogeyman. I, I don't need to reason. You don't have to give me a reason why everything's happening, man. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. it, I, exactly. I just just it, it's the feel of it and the tone and the and the vibe of it. And you know, I I talk about seeing the first Halloween in the interview at HalloweenMovies.com um, uh, uh, and. Uh, I talk about my experience having seen the very first Halloween movie in a theater when I was 10 years old and it, and, uh, uh, it changed my life in a, in, a, in a lot of ways or, well, yeah, it did. It changed my life. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. Man. Anyway, no, that's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear somebody else say that too. Cause we're always saying the same thing about it. And I do appreciate what Rob Zombie did. I even appreciate yeah. what he did with Halloween too. Uh, yeah. because like, and I, I've told this story a hundred times, but when I walked out of Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, I was like, I don't know whether or not that was the worst movie I've ever seen or the greatest movie I've ever seen. Because right. he just yeah. went so fucking crazy with it. And I yeah. ended up not liking it eventually because solely because of what he did with the characters. It wasn't the visceral shots or it wasn't the, the cool ideas he had. And I get where he's coming yeah. from. It was just like, that's not my Dr. Loomis. That's not whoever. And that's a personal flavor for me. I totally understand why people like that movie. And I think that's, yeah. that's probably where a lot of Halloween fans get uh, discombobulated. Like, I'm not saying it's not great for what it is. I'm glad that he took a shot. Yeah. He swung for the yeah. fences, you know. And again, oh, yeah, like you were saying, you never know what they're dealing with with the studios and the producers and all that shit. Yeah, you have no idea. And the thing is, look, like or dislike a movie, I, I understand. Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tough critic, man. All my friends know me. If, if, if anybody really knows me, they always go, Nelson doesn't like anything, man. He doesn't like it. I'm always back. I'm always bagging on stuff. But 
that being said, I respect the effort and the ingenuity and the and the you know to to just to to be able to make a movie. I, I think people nowadays it's so easy with social media for people to just bag on stuff. You know, until you pick up your camera or you sit at your computer and you write your own movie and you pull the people together and you pull the money together and you go out and you shoot the thing and then you edit it and then you put music and then you do it until you until you do all that stuff. I, I think that you need to be a little more unless you really know cinema and the and and what goes into making film. I think that you need to back, people need to back off a little bit these days and go, all right, take it easy because until you're doing that yourself, you don't really have a whole lot of room to be so easy and flippant to throw movies aside and, and bag on them and tear them apart. Look, right. there's bad movies. There's bad movies every day of the week. I could sit here and we could do a whole show about movies. I hate, which would be really fun. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but, I got a, I got a, I got a quick question for you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with, um, you know, uh, Halloween or Michael Myers, but just uh, it's in the horror genre. If Friday the Thirteenth ever gets unfucked, like if it ever gets yeah. itself out of the plumbing tube, um, I, I, I like I've really wanted to ask you this um, for a while. The the mask of Jason, it's a hockey yeah. mask, right? Like, there's not much, you know. It's you know, and there have been different versions of it. Um, but would you do anything specific with it? Would you go, you know, try to keep it traditional, like the, the regular hockey mask, the Jason thing? Or would you go completely off the rails and try to do, like, maybe what Tom Savini did with Friday the 13th, the game, where, you know, and he even had a backstory, like, if if uh, Jason had survived, Jason goes to hell, he'd come out with, like, a devil's pitchfork, you know, his shit's all burn up. Would you make it like your own, like you know, creation, or would you try to keep it more in a traditional sense, the hockey mask of Jason? Um, it would one hundred percent depend on the script and the story yeah. and what they're trying to tell. I couldn't give you that answer unless I read a story that compelled me that I thought that I liked, and then okay. I went, "Okay, oh, yeah, this is a great, this is a great way to go." Um, and then I would mold it based on the context of the story that the director is trying to tell. That's 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 a tough that's yeah. a tough one. Um, it's it's easy for me to go, yeah, I do this or I do that, bing bong boom. But uh, you you, I'm a I'm actually a huge fan of Potato Sack Jason. I'm a huge fan. He's a yeah, he's old a good one. Is what he's we call yeah, old baghead. I, yeah. I love baghead Jason <laughs> uh, uh, because to me, Jason is. Again, it, it's a it's a thing that people love, and it kind of went to a place that you're going. Wait, what? Uh, you know, you're okay. You set up rules, and then you break them, and then you he went to Manhattan. <laughs> he went to Manhattan. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that was Vancouver, but anyway, uh, Irving, he, yeah, it was. It was he, Vancouver. He, yeah, he. Uh, I I am a big fan of the of the the weird mountain man Jason that lives in the woods and and. The hunched over. I'm not a big fan of the big, strong, like, you know, yeah. what, what is he doing? Is he doing shoulder lifts? Is he, what is he, uh, yeah. uh, is he lifting logs while he's out there? I don't understand it. But <laughs> it, to me, in my mind, I always go to a reality-based place. And reality is far more terrifying than any fantasy thing you can come up with, unless it's sci-fi. Unless you're talking about a movie like Alien or something. Um, but, it, it, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's... 
I like the weird hunched over bag over his head guy with a machete who has absolutely no idea what, you know, um, human life even means. And, and right. that's terrifying to me. No, kind of like a like a Frankenstein Quasimodo kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. Right. I, yeah, I would I would certainly steer towards that if I were if 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 I were going to do it. I like I it. Was, yeah, I mean, but you know, you got to go with you know that hockey mask. You know, it's funny. I was just reading the Camp Crystal Lake book again. You know, mm -hmm. the the big coffee table yep. book. Yeah, uh, I love that book. Um, I, I and. Uh, I was just reading it uh, the other night again. I've read it so many times because I love love to hear about stories of filmmaking and all that stuff, especially horror films that I like. And uh, there's some interesting stuff in there of ways that they were all going to go. But uh, uh, I would, I, I don't know. I would, I would try to do something really weird and and um, real realism based. You know, to, I really want to take the fantasy out of it and go reality and again not reveal everything i don't want to know everything about jason yeah. i really don't sure you need a little backstory and sure you need a little you know something but i i, I just you know why, why are we really watching these movies and if you think about <laughs> right. it you know, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah I think that I uh, do. I'm with you on the backhead Jason thing. That one shot in the cabin of the window when you see him like running down the thing, like over her shoulder oh. or whatever it was. That's the fucking so weird. shot, man. It's so weird, and he's looking up because you also have. Uh, I know people were comparing it to the Elephant Man and stuff, but that's what's great about it is that Jason was this kid who was neglected, and you have to have some kind of emotion to it. Um, and even though he's this ruthless killer, and I get that, but. Without that one spark of like, there's a human in there that has no comprehension of of good or bad or why he's doing what he's doing. That's what makes it so horrifying. Yeah, right. That's what makes it so scary. That's why when you hear somebody in reality on the news, this guy who was quiet and he was nice and he went to his job, but he ended up slaughtering five people. And stuff, that's why that's so terrifying. Is because there's that nugget of humanity in there, and you have to have it. And and the nugget of humanity going back to Halloween, not to circle back about that. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that nugget was when we first saw Michael Myers. He was a kid, and mm -hmm. he was he had a home, and you you related him to his house and his sister and his parents. And there was this nugget of well, this is a boy that was born of flesh and blood, and he's a little boy, and for whatever he did, he did. And I always. I always kind of try to think about that when I think about killers and slasher movies and things. That's why some work and some don't. You know, it's it's yeah. that whole. Thing. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, it does. No, I get it. No, I get it. And I, I think that uh, in the original Halloween, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go back on this roundabout with you though. That Donald Pleasance, you know, that particular scene when he was talking and describing what Michael Myers is, you know, the essence of Michael Myers, talking about there was nothing left. You know, the, you know, yeah. the devil's eyes, the blackest eyes and, yeah. you know, purely and simply evil, which is an amazing line. But it yeah. kind of sums up what Michael Myers is like. Yeah. There is no rhyme or reason to what he does. I mean, and he doesn't, you know, the most rudimentary sense of right or wrong, good or evil. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's mm -hmm. there. Like you said, there's a nugget of humanity there. But yeah. the fact that he can't acknowledge or understand what's going on in his, you know, you know, as a as a human. 
Yeah. It's a, it, yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah, that, that's exactly. And and Jason's the same way, I think. I mean, the, the the fact that Jason, you know, he drowned in a lake and people weren't watching him and he was deformed. Yeah. And um and then he came back as a vengeful spirit or even if you didn't want to go the vengeful spirit route, you could go, you know, he had survived somehow, but they thought yeah. he was dead. But, you know, yeah. and then he had to either you know, feed off the land or, or do something and then growing up with nothing around him except, you know, his own experiences. Yeah, exactly, man. You, you I think nail on the head. I think Jason's the most sympathetic out of all of them just because of, you know, his his whole story. And I think that's one thing I would even be afraid to go into is how, you know, his his whole thing happened, even though it doesn't make yeah. any sense technically. But, you know, you, you can go yeah. back there. But no, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask, man, and we can open up to the chat soon and let you guys start asking questions for Chris again. Just, you know, be mindful. There's, there's a lot of shit, you know, if it's Halloween kills, he's not going to be able to answer it just because, you know, <laughs> literally by law, not allowed to answer it. But uh, I do want to <laughs> ask, though, man, like, is there a... Um, Oh, actually, no, wait. I, I want to ask something completely different from Halloween Kills because I, I was looking at – if you look at your IMDb, man, it's fucking nuts. Like, it's crazy. Like, the shit that you've been involved with, it's awesome. Like, it's it's crazy. Uh, it's it's one of the coolest things. Amazing. Ever. It's it's really cool. But I saw one of the earliest things, if not the earliest thing that you did, was uh, Batman Returns. And oh, yeah. I was like, I got to oh, know like, what you did on that wild-ass set because that had to be fucking surreal, <laughs> you know? Oh, dude, that was, you know, it's funny. Um, that's come up a lot lately for whatever reason in conversations with friends and things. Because <clears throat> I have a lot of friends that I met on that movie that I'm still best friends with today. And um, that goes to show you, um, you know, the power of, of, of film. Yeah. We, um, that, that was a gig that I got. It was very early on. And I was kind of bopping around shops. And I got a gig at a shop called Optic Nerve, which uh, was run at the time, owned and run at the time by John Volich and Everett Burrell. And uh, um, they did the remake. They did the effects for like the remake of Night of the Living Dead and Castle Freak and um, the Dark Half, which I worked on that as well. And That's awesome. They, movie, yeah. stuff. But uh, they, they got a job doing... Uh, a gig for because at that time a lot of shop a lot of different shops were working on movies like they would they would subcontract like five shops it was a cheaper way of doing it anyway i won't go into that but they were building these mechanical bats there's a couple scenes where bats get let out and they attack somebody i can't remember who it was at the time and then they run away but we made all these little mechanical bats that you pin to the thing and the bats you know wave and they're like oh my god so they were like these little mechanical bats so i got a job working there and then coincidentally enough i got a call to puppeteer because i was uh, a puppeteer as well at that time and stan winston studios uh called and said can you puppeteer penguins because there were a tremendous amount of animatronic penguins that stan winston made and so we needed a crew of like it had to have been about 50 puppeteers because all those, most of those penguins you see are, are animatronic. And so we, 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 we went and uh, it was at a time that is long gone, but it was one of the coolest things ever because it was shot at Universal Studios, which is right up the street from here. And you win, it was one of the first, it was the first big giant movie that I ever worked on, really big budget Warner Brothers movie. And I walked into the set, and it was the biggest soundstage on Universal, and they had the entire Gotham City built on the soundstage. Oh, shit. Like, oh my God. And it had be awesome. sidewalks and crosswalks 
and building fronts and storefronts and it had a park central park and it had trees with snow it had everything and it was amazing and then the batmobile pulls up the street and you're going what am i looking at? <laughs> oh my you god know? that's awesome we're doing these penguins and we had to be under the ground you know puppeteering these penguins and it was so ridiculously fun but what because we were shooting on the universal lot there was a lot of downtime in between setups between takes and and you know uh, changing the camera around so because we were on Universal, we would go up to the Universal Studios because we were on that in that area. So we go, how much time we have? They go, oh, you got a couple hours yet. We're like, cool. So we go on the ET ride, and then we go on the fucking Jurassic <laughs> Park awesome, ride. Man, we yeah. go, let's go look at Jaws. And we go look at Jaws, and they go, okay, we got to go back. And then we go back, and we puppeteer penguins, and then they go, all right, you guys got an hour and a half. All right, let's go on ET again. So then we go up and go on ET again, and we go look at the Psycho House, and we would go look at the, you know, best little horror house in Texas houses there, and, you know, all this great stuff. And it was it was such an amazing, wonderful, practical time, you know, it was because it was movie magic at its best. It was there in front of your face. So, uh, yeah. which now it's all green screen, you know, so. Yeah, that's that, nuts, that, though, dude. That's did awesome, that though. That's amazing. I no, it did. I, that's that's what I wanted to know is what that shit was like because, uh, like, I remember going to Universal Studios when I was a kid, and not not to you know, I was so young when Batman Returns came out that my parents didn't let me see it, and my parents <laughs> let me see everything, you know. But like, it was rated R, and they had that dark, you know, like Batman thing there, and like, I remember the first time I got to see it, me and my dad were like at Toys R Us, and we we're like buying some dumb shit, and like he picked up the VHS. And he would do this thing where he'd pick up VHSs and he would like look at them. And I'd just be sitting there like, I'm afraid to ask for anything, you know? But he right, like put yeah. it on the thing and I was like, fuck yes! <laughs> you know? And I was so excited for that, man. But I have so many memories of that movie. And I saw that, I was like, holy shit, man. Chris worked on that too? Good <laughs> lord. Yeah. How old are you guys? I, I'm 34. I'm, I'm 36. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we look older because of our lifestyles, though. It's okay. No, yeah, we're getting ready to write a book on alcoholism for the quarantine. <laughs> Can you write the forward, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could do the forward uh, if he wants. Uh, I, but Batman Returns, man, holy shit! Like that would have been amazing to like have the puppeteering on the on the penguins. Did you ever like? Uh, I don't know. I mean, did you ever have any kind of contact with? Uh, uh, did you ever run into Michael Keaton or Danny DeVito or Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you're in that capacity, you know, when you're on a movie set, you don't, it's not like you're all hanging out, you know, roasting marshmallows going, what's up, dude? You know, you don't <laughs> right. really do that. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, you, you know, you see people walking by occasionally. You, but I, I remember uh, I was, I went into the craft service truck. It's where, you know, the crew goes to get a snack or something, something to eat. So yeah. I remember going in there one day and I'm, I'm in there and I'm, I think I was making a sandwich. I can't remember. And there was a big popcorn machine right there, you know. So in comes walking Chris Walken, right? Oh, Christopher shit. <laughs> and I'm standing there making a sandwich, and Christopher Walken stands up, and he's he's putting popcorn in his in the bag, you know. And I'm like, it's Chris Walken. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I, I got it. I, I can't. Usually I'm really good about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, but it's Chris Walken. So, I, so I'm like going, okay. So I'm sitting there, and he's doing it, and I go, here's – this is a, it's like me. It's like when you walk up to a girl, like in a bar back when you were young, you go, I brought a jacket because it's cold. Like, <laughs> so I say to him, I go, having some popcorn, huh? That was my question. <laughs> he, 
he looks at his popcorn and he looks at me and he looks at his popcorn and he looks at me and he goes, popcorn. <laughs> and then he walked away. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming, Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming, Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. <laughs> That's so fucking yeah. That's so... I swear to God, and it it was years before that 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 the you know the uh, music video came out. But if Fat Boy Slim, yeah, the song had come on right yeah. then when he said popcorn, and then walked off. Dude, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, I, awesome. I, that's yeah. So I mean, good. how can you resist? Like you said, like it, it's fucking Christopher Walken. Like you it's gotta Chris- go say something. It's weird because I don't I don't get starstruck. I'm not really a, a starstruck actor kind of guy. Yeah. I worked with some amazing big actors and stuff and i don't i get more starstruck when it comes to musicians like if i meet a musician then i'm like oh boom you know <laughs> right. uh, but uh, actors not so much but chris walken y- you know i get it man yeah. well dude I, I mean we don't want to keep you here forever you've been kind enough to, to hang out with us for this long okay here. i'm happy fun man i don't want to i don't want to take away from your show so yeah, no, no 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 well, uh, one one quick thing uh if you got if you got a chance um whatever what would be a dream project for you to work on like you know if you got a chance to do anything you wanted to and, and you're like hey you get to be the lead designer the, you know the the lead any graphics guy whatever what would it be what would the movie or or who would you like to work with or is there any particular um yeah i Oh, that's a good one. You mean like new stuff, or you mean like if I could go back in time? <laughs> new stuff. We'll say we'll say new stuff because I mean, new stuff. Um, I really want to work with David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to work with um the guy who did the movie Drive. Um, oh, uh, dude, Nicholas yeah. Wanning uh, Reffin. I think. It's yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I, I love his work. Um, I really want to work with the guy who did the witch. Um, uh, I'd love to work with Ari Aster, you know, the hereditary uh, oh, midsummer guy. Be- I would love to work with. Uh, there's so many. There's just I could I could go on and on how 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 many people I I've been extremely lucky the people that I've worked with right. in my career. I I'm extremely lucky and I'm terribly grateful. Um, and I hope that I have enough years left to uh, to work with some more of these really great filmmakers and new filmmakers that are coming out. R- really good stuff. So uh, oh, that's a tough question, man. I, I got to think I on. That. I got to think on that one. That's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm totally blowing. Hey, down. we'll do another video, man. What are you we'll talking? Do another no, video. not at all. No, you're not blowing <laughs> shit, man. I'm We're fucking. Good. This is you're great. Good, man. You're, this you're, is amazing. Love this. That's yeah. a great. That's a great list too, by the way. Shit. 
That's an amazing yeah. list, man. Uh, I, so if we want to open up to some of the questions in the chat, if you guys want to get some questions in for Chris, um, some that I think that he'll be able to answer, we, we can ask him. I don't know if you can see the chat or not, Chris. You probably can't because you probably just see I can't. I can't see the chat either, Chris. So we're in the same. Oh, by the way, well, Mike's. Are people talking shit about me? No, no, I do. I do the same thing. It's like who's saying shit? (laughs) I don't tell Jay, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you if they they say anything. I promise. Uh, But you guys. Hey, hey, Chris. By the way, really quick. um, What do you call a line of men trying to lift a piece of mozzarella? Don't do it. Don't touch his hands. Well, it's fine. Okay, what do you call a line of men? A line of men trying to lift mozzarella. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know what. A cheesy pickup line. It's ridiculous. Get out of here. <laughs> I know. I had to give you one. I had to give you one. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you should. You should leave. It's awful. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve this horror. <laughs> this is the scariest thing. Um, uh, the film addict asked how you feel about the Joker movie, Chris. I thought the Joker movie was fantastic. I I actually really liked it. Uh, I I thought it was yeah. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I I um, I have a fascination with uh, mental illness. Um, uh, I know that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> that's why he's but, here, everyone. That's why he's with us. <laughs> that's why I'm here. You're um, in good company. I, I, I just, I do, I have a, a fascinating, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I think I would be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I think I, uh, I work in the mental health field. Um, I, I'm always fascinated by the human psyche and the human mind and why, and especially when it goes wrong. And I thought, uh, I really enjoyed that. I, I know people bag on it and say, oh, it's a taxi driver, but yeah, but taxi driver was a good movie, man. Yeah. So that's awesome movie. Yeah. So uh, uh, I really liked it. I thought it was cool, and I and I again it goes back to basing a character in reality, even though I know the origin of that character comes from a comic book world. I understand that, and we've seen that. We've seen it a hundred times, and it's all good. And I like it. Now watch it. But I really enjoyed the reality based um, version of that, and uh, I, I thought it was great. I thought Fuck it was yeah. super cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, man. And then uh, let's see here. Uh, just or JT, where'd your fucking question go, man? This chat is just, it's such a bag of shit. Uh, JT asked, uh, <laughs> how was, uh, not you guys are a bag of shit, but just trying to keep up with this. But uh, JT Customs asked, uh, what was it like working on the Suicide Squad? And I actually want to back that up a, a little bit with my own question. Because I know it had to feel fucking good. Because I know when Suicide Squad came out, Jay and I are huge like DC dudes. Like we love like yeah. that they're that they yeah. can kind of do their own thing and they're a little bit darker and they can get a little bit wild with it. But I was going to ask you this anyway. Like, did that feel like how good did that fucking feel after all the bullshit that was talked about that movie for it to be the one that wins an Oscar? At all? Oh, dude, uh, I <laughs> that was mean, awesome. That was... There's there's no way in hell that I could ever imagine that that would happen. It, it, I I. That was a whole time in my life and project and experience that took so many unpredictable turns. It, uh, it just goes to show you that you have no idea what's going to happen in your life. Tomorrow can be a completely different day, man, based on something that you did that, that you didn't give two thoughts about. I'm not saying that I didn't give two thoughts about it. I worked really hard on that movie. Um, but that movie, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bittersweet movie for me because... It was a hard shoot. It was a long shoot. I was super excited about it. We were shooting a movie that ended up didn't come out. You know that the movie we shot really didn't come out. The the movie 
that we shot that I that I believe we were shooting and, and that I think that David Ayers, the director, and I worked with David like three or four times. Um, he, uh, that movie was, to me, felt like it was going to be Escape from New York meets Fight Club, you know? It was oh, weird, right. Yeah, it was, that's it was awesome, a, yeah. It was a way darker, different kind of thing, and then it ended up being what it, it, it's, it ended up being not really what it ended up being. But that being said, um, I think it's visually beautiful movie um whether you whether you like it or not the story or not um and it was a, it was a tough grueling challenging experience and for for you know what happened with me in that movie i i you know i i can't i don't i, I don't know i just went and did my job the best i could and and uh uh and again going back to man i got lucky man i got i got lucky as hell with that and i like suicide squad i don't think you know it's got its problems but you know it's it's it, it was it was fun man like it was it a was fun, fun. It, yeah, yeah it was a fun adventure kind of movie i liked it a lot yeah i don't know how you sure I, I don't know how you'll take this but like i always like the second i saw it i thought like this is like today's version of uh of batman forever whereas it's, it's kind of wild it's kind of weird but it it looks yeah. good like it's got some yeah. really cool shit in it and I don't know yeah. how it's gonna how people are gonna react to it uh, or accept it, especially where it came out in a time where everybody was just like, "I cannot wait to watch this movie so I can shit on it." Like it was a weird yeah. vibe, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. well, I think that's also bad about like responding to that the wrong way. Which you don't have to answer this because I don't want to. Yeah. But like I've, we've always felt like Warner Brothers is really bad to listening to the wrong audience and like right. changing everything on, on a cusp to like suit yeah. the wrong people. But just it's just like you said, man. We've thought that about so many of their movies, and we're such huge DC fans. It seems like that's a running theme with them. They shoot movies, and it doesn't the 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 product that they release in theaters isn't the same thing that they shot when they went to make it. And the way yeah. you you ex yeah. described it was sounds fucking great. And I, I yeah, you know. it, it would have been super cool. I saw some footage of the way it was intended to be, and it was it was yeah. But I but I think you know I like darker stuff. I like depressing dark stuff because I'm a, I'm a depressing dark guy. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. But, uh, uh, well, like, and that, a uh, quick thing, uh, real quick. Um, yeah, Mike and I, like you said, we're huge DC fans. Like the darker side of the superhero genre has always been more appealing yeah. to us, anyway. Uh, specifically, but you know, Marvel. You know, and you worked on some Marvel movies. They've done, you know, uh, they're amazing and they're great. But yeah. at the same time. Like a movie like Spawn, you know, that's been heating up in the news lately. Uh, Spawn, yeah, that would be a very, uh, a lot more of a darker anti hero. Um, yeah. I think Todd McFarlane once described it, and nothing against, I, I, you know, Mike and I are huge fans of Batman, but Todd McFarlane once described it as Batman with balls, you know, just right. more of a, more of a, a visceral kind of anti hero Punisher mixed with Batman, that kind of movie. If you were to work on a movie like Spawn, uh, and and you had more creative control on how you wanted that character to be presented to the world, do you think that uh, would you go more of the, as dark as you could get? Would you push it to the limit to rated R? Would you say it needs to be rated R? Like it has to go. I, it I has Spawn, to go here. I think Spawn is definitely a rated R movie. I think absolutely you yeah. got to. I mean, if you're familiar with the comics and everything, I think it definitely would be a rated R movie. Uh, um, again, it depends on what the screenwriter and what the director, uh, uh, what their vision is, you know, you got to always go by that. But, uh, 
uh, I think Spawn definitely rated R. I think it was funny though too because you could say that about um, again going back to the Joker. It's like, well, we went. People are like, I want it to be darker, and then you go dark, and people go, Oh, it's too dark. You just can't. You can't make everybody happy. You know, it's exactly. I, I worked on both Marvel movies, giant Marvel movies, and I worked on DC movies, and and they're just a different thing man and, and they're run differently and, and there's a lot of lot that goes behind it that people don't know um and uh it it's uh it, it's it's uh you either like coke or you like pepsi man i don't know i don't know what exactly yeah no i get you no <laughs> i get you man i get you yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck all right is, is anybody else you got any questions for chris here man this is thank you again for doing this like this is great like, it's amazing is, chris it's awesome si- i could literally sit here for fucking hours and talk to you like I do you, is there anybody watching uh there are 429 people watching right now so that's for shit that's good for us <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's questions. I'm just trying to. I can't keep up with it because I'm slow. Um, all right, guys. Crescent's for, it says okay. Uh, Eye for Eye Studios says, "Hey, Chris, have you had any experiences with Tom Savini?" Oh, that's a good. Yes, one. yeah, I have. Uh, uh, I'm from Pittsburgh as well, and uh, I've run into Tom many times over the years. Uh, and he's a good, cool guy. I like Tom a lot. Uh, we were just at a convention last year. Where were we? We were in Kansas City. I was in the middle of doing a movie. I just I, last year I did a, a trilogy movie called Fear Street based on the R.L. Stein. Novels. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, I remember and that. I, and I did all three of those movies back to back to back. And in the middle of it, I had to go do a convention in Kansas City of all places. Uh, and Tom was there, and we hung out, and he's great. I like Tom a lot. He was a huge inspiration to me when I was a kid, and. Uh, uh, he's such a funny guy and he's interesting and he's smart. And, uh, uh, I like Tom a lot. He's cool. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's Tom Savini, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's cool. And occasionally we'll text, uh, here and there and, you know, and he's cool, man. Yeah. He seems like, like a really, uh, he actually seems like a really, uh, good caring guy too. Like he, he wants to he inspire and and develop the next generation of special effects artists. Uh, yeah. I know that he has his school, and he visits it pretty often. Yeah, he looks like a. I, I wish I could meet him. Like he looks real, like a fucking awesome yeah, guy. He, he's a cool guy. He's fun to talk to. He's got so many stories, and he loves movies, and he loves his um, career, and and he loves fans. Man, he loves talk to his fans. What do you What do you think about his? Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know what you the 1990 Night of the Living Dead that he I did. I liked it. It I was good, it. man. I really enjoyed I it. it. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 a I'm a huge Night of Living Dead original fan. I mean, I grew yeah, up on yeah. that, and uh, uh, I I I watch it. I probably watch Night of Living Dead every couple months. It's crazy, um, but uh, um, I I really like. I thought he did a good job, and there's a great book that he talks about all the stuff that got he wanted to do with it, and it got cut out, and things storyline stuff oh. that's really good really interesting i would i would have really liked to have seen the full-on tom sabini version of it i think it would have been really really cool i, I sure think. yeah and i i liked it a lot uh tom tom coon thom thom coons thom coons oh, asked thom. uh is there a job uh, or project that you passed on that you now regret 
Ooh. <laughs> Getting real deep. Yes, there is. You know what? There's a project. I was supposed to do Bombshell, that movie that came out, mm. I think, last year. And I did test makeups for it and stuff, but I, I turned the job down uh, for whatever reason I won't go into. But I, I uh, that one I kind of regret passing on. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, no, I... There's really nothing that I passed on because I'm such, again, like I told you guys earlier when we were talking before we went live, I was like, I'm such a workaholic. Like, someone calls and goes, hey, man, I mean, of course, it's got to be good. And you got to pay me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like going, I, I love to work. I love I love what I do. I'm lucky to do it, man. And I'm, uh, I, I just, I, yeah. So, no, not really. I don't think, I mean, there's things I had to, pass on not because i passed on it only because i was busy already you know right. and and, uh, and was in the middle of projects there was a i got a call from my friend bill corso who department headed uh the new bill and ted movie and he called oh, me to do a makeup that i really wanted to do but i was in i was actually in the middle of doing halloween kills um oh, and i couldn't and i couldn't do it so uh, uh that bummed me out uh but uh but you know Say la you gotta you do your thing, man. I think there's two there's two lessons to learn from you, at least in this chat alone, man. And that's number one, going back to the Suicide Squad thing, which you don't you know have to answer this question all over again. But I'm just saying, I'm impressed, and I see where you're coming from on two things. One of one of which being, uh, you just do everything you can do at the moment. Like you don't meet a lot of people who don't have many regrets, and you just do everything you can do in any moment that you can, and you work as hard as you can. And yeah. uh, then you don't end up with as many regrets. You know what I mean? And yeah. not only that, but going back to the Suicide Squad thing, I, I think I see where you're coming from where that had to be hard. There had to be a lot of shit going on. You probably ate a lot of shit doing that movie just because of what was going on. And lo and behold, yeah. you put your work in. It seems like you're getting nothing. And the next thing you know, you're a fucking Oscar winner. And I just think feel like for anybody listening, for me listening, that's just a really, really good lesson to learn. Like, you just do your fucking best, man, and, and, and things might turn out okay. Absolutely. You have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. You, you, you don't know. You just stick to your guns and do what you do, man, and just try to be cool and be nice and, and be professional and do the best job you can. You know, look, when suicide, when I won an Oscar for Suicide Squad, I caught a lot of shit for winning. You know how many, <laughs> I, you know how many hate mails I got, hate messages and stuff. You don't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. All you did was a, uh, like you, and, and, you know, to the point where you're going, you're kind of a part of you is going, really? I mean, can't you just be happy for somebody? Can't you right. just be cool? Yeah. Can't you just be like, what, what does it take away from you? Like, what are you, what are you gaining off of bagging on people? Like, just be cool to each other, man. Like you might not like it, then don't watch it. You yeah. know, if you don't, don't like the movie, don't talk about it. You know, just keep it to yourself, man. And, and don't watch it and talk about the things that you do like. You know, I think it boils down to man. Honestly, I think what happens there is just jealousy. It's 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 pure like jealousy. People are mad that you're getting recognized for something you put a lot of hard and and you know uh, tried and true effort into to make happen on screen, and they're yeah. they're fucking upset that you get recognized yeah. by you know an organization that hey guess what we we saw what you did and and we respect it, and I think that's what happens. I think people come out of the woodwork to bash your shit. For that yeah. reason alone, and, yeah. and you know, it's a, it's a really sad state 
you know, that you live in when, when you have to have, you know, defend yourself like, you know, goddamn Bruce Lee from these bullshit uh, <laughs> yeah. criticisms. I mean, it, it, it sucks because I could only imagine, uh, you know, in, in what you do, especially, you know, doing the Michael Myers mask. And, and there's so many people, you know, that expect a certain mask and they expect a certain flavor. Or they expect a certain way that the mask is going to look or, or, or feel to them when they see it on screen, there's so much pressure. And then you make something and, you, and you're like, Hey man, this is something that I, I, I believe in. I think it's going to work. And then there's, there's going to be detractors obviously. And, and some of them, they don't come up with good criticisms. They just come up with bullshit. You know, they, they come yeah. up with like, well, it should have been William Shatner. It should have been William <laughs> Shatner's mask. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you had used the mold, uh, I can buy that shit on eBay. For fifty, yeah, right. Bucks. Yeah. Why didn't <laughs> like, you, you know use the original mold? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, yeah, it goes back to you know. There's so many factors. I don't think people really realize what goes into making a film, mm. and 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 uh, and I understand it's for entertainment purposes. You don't need to know what goes into it. You either like it or you don't. Right. And 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 that's all good, man. You just gotta just be cool to people you know if you don't like it then you can sit there and say we look we live in a country where you can say i hate that movie and it's stupid and this guy sucks you know you mm -hmm. can say that mm -hmm. and that's cool hey man i've been told that i've been told you know i'm a hack and i've you know that mask sucks or this makeup's dumb or this movie sucks or whatever it's like all right well good for you and if you <laughs> if you if you listen yeah if you'd listen to any of that you wouldn't be where you are right now which is exactly you know and that's why i respect it so much man you can see certain people that's why you have like i mentioned earlier your imdb thing like that shit didn't get fucking fedex to you like you worked for that shit you probably you probably yeah. spent hours and hours and weeks and weeks on movies that nobody's ever heard of that no one's ever going to bring up again but because you did that you got this chance and that chance and i always try to tell people that man i'm like everybody's going to try to pull you down like we ate shit for you know, uh, for I've years doing this, like everybody's like, why are you doing a YouTube show? You guys suck. It's terrible. And we still do, but we're still doing it. So just because we <laughs> keep fucking trying, you know, and now we're sitting here, you know, talking to you and, and are honored as shit to be doing so, man, I got to ask you because it comes up in the chat so many times. Um, yeah. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How would you yeah. feel about working on a, a TMNT movie? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, Give it to us. Hey, man, if the script was good, I'd do it. Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. man. I'm down. I'm, I'm down to do that stuff. I like that shit. Um, I'm not I'm not terribly familiar with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a little after my time because I'm an old man. But uh, uh, or actually, no, it isn't. I was just I'm just I was just in a darker world when that came around, man. That was a little too like we, you know, I'm like, OK, yeah. no. I was but, in the theater uh, like, order uh, me a fucking pizza. <laughs> but I would do it. I would do a teenage mutant. Yeah, man, that'd be super fun. That'd be challenging and super cool. But you know what? They wouldn't do it practically now. Yeah, dude, that's that's my point. Like uh, TMNT, the first three were all practical effects. Like they, yeah. the, you know, they had the puppeteers. They had, you know, yeah. the, it was it was amazing. It looked good. And then after the new movies came out, it was all digital. Yeah. But I thought that the the first movie when it came out in 1990. Like it looked good. Like it, it had like a balance between it that was like dark and light, and it had like it had family comedy in it, but it also had something that adults could connect to. And yeah. the makeup effects for the turtles looked good. Like I mean, yeah. it looked believable. It would be and fun like to I would love to go back to like and like you, you're about that. Like you like that Stan yeah. Winston kind of you know 
you know, effects. And like, yeah, that's what I, I want to see back. Look, I mean, we, they, they redid Planet of the Apes. Now, whatever you feel about the remake of Planet of the Apes, Rick Baker and his team, you know, did an amazing job on those, on those makeups and, and, and stuff. And I think it would be fun if you were going to do Teenage Mutant Tinder, what I would do is do it, do makeups. They wouldn't look exactly like the comic that you're so familiar with. You would have right. to get, get your head around that. But once you get your head into doing like a cool modern prosthetic makeup of a, of a turtle man, you know, oh man, <laughs> like, <laughs> be cool. it would be so cool. Right. And then you can it do would. it all, all practical with a, with a, with a cool new turtle look. And, but then people would be like, look like the comic. Fuck you. you know? <laughs> like, Jeez, all right. You know? That's, no That's true. Yeah. There's no right? way at all. You got to open your mind, open your mind a little bit. Don't be, don't be so stuck on what you're used to, yeah. you know, try a different dish, try a, try a, you know, that, right on, man. Yeah, I get you. I, that has to drive you crazy, man. Like, like me just being on the outside. I've never made a fucking piece of origami before, and it makes me fucking crazy. Like when I go see, and don't get me wrong, I like the movie, Andy Machete, all that stuff. But it, Chapter Two, when I watch it, I see certain scenes, and I go, "Why didn't you just fucking like it would have taken two seconds to just have somebody go in and like hire somebody to make that shit real? Like, why did you even use CGI there? You didn't need it. Yeah, I bet that. I mean, if you don't have to say anything about it, because I don't want you. To get, but that has to drive you fucking nuts, like from movie to movie to movie. It does, but there again, there are reasons why they do it. You know, there's there's a lot of decisions of why this is practical and why this is digital. I mean, there's so many factors, and I love, I, I really like uh, the first it. I, I I really liked it a lot. I actually did reshoots for it and got to do the Pennywise makeup for a oh, couple yeah. of days. It was so fun. I can't take any credit for it because those guys. ADI and those guys up in Canada, Sean Sansom, those guys did an amazing job. I just got to recreate it for a couple of days, and it was so fun. Yeah. And uh, and and I really liked the way the first it turned out. I thought it had a feeling of kind of like an 80s slash 90s kind of vibe mm -hmm. to it that was telling a story, almost a Frank Darabont version of it that I mm -hmm. thought was super cool. And uh, uh, I really liked it a lot. The second one is difficult i liked it too but the problem was is it goes with the novel and i'm a huge stephen king fan is that the novel it, it when you're telling a story about a clown and that in the context of that story the kids make it what it is when you get to grown-ups we're so jaded as grown-ups that you're putting yourself into their world like as a grown-up how would you react if a clown showed up you'd be like what are you doing? Get out of here. You know, like, like, get out of here. You would have such a different reaction to what is written, you know, what, what that context is. But, uh, uh, and, and that's my beef with it. But I really like the new it movies. I think they're well, super uh, really quick. Um, uh, super fast. What did you think? Uh, you know, and, and going back, you know, circling it back down to uh, horror movies, we were talking about uh, pinhead hellraiser. Yeah. Uh, the practical effects they used on, the uh, Doug Bradley with that. Yeah. Uh, do you think? Do you think that going forward, if maybe if you got the chance to work on, and I know it, it's kind of the same thing with with the Jason Voorhees thing, but do you think that you would keep the same aesthetic, you yeah. know, and use the practical effects uh, to yeah. kind of make it look as cool that Doug Bradley? You know, uh, Doug Bradley is an amazing actor, but would you keep that same kind of general feel with uh, Pinhead? Absolutely, I think it's a timeless amazing looking it's a really well designed cool makeup and and that has everything to do with clive barker and it has everything to do with 
I think it was Bob Keen that did that makeup. Uh, yeah. I, but uh, um, I think it's a I, I, Pinhead is such an again. There you're looking. You're talking about an iconic look that uh, and a silhouette that if you changed it too much, you, you it just right. wouldn't. You got. I think I would maybe slightly update it and do it a little, but. For the most part, I think that makeup works to this day. I think right on. Given new technology uh, and different ways that we do things now, I think it would naturally look slightly different, but I think it would look even better. Uh, but I think it's a cool makeup, and I dig it. It kind of goes back to the 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 Nightmare on Elm Street remake where um, uh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley, right? Played yep, Jackie. Yep. I, that makeup is fucking phenomenal. The problem is you never saw it, and I understand. But the problem is, is you're so it's ingrained in your brain that Robert Englund and that makeup and that is is like you can't turn your. It's like turning a light off that and going to the dark. You just can't yeah. get your head around anything else. But I don't think people give it. The problem with that movie was that the story just didn't work and and everything but that makeup is super cool and if i were going to do freddy krueger in that capacity i would have done it like that it is so cool if you see a photo of that makeup like a really good photo of it yeah. it's phenomenal and it's horrifying and it's do you think and that well that's a good question i mean do you think that it was because like the, the makeup effect was good on it yeah, that they used too much digitized stuff yeah, that it kind of took away from the makeup. The CGI stuff took away from the actual makeup effect I they were so. already having. I think it was too much of a of a remake. I thought it was a bit too. It was. It's very dated. Like even when I saw it, I went, "This is yeah. dated." Yeah. Like this yeah. is going dated in two years. And I think that uh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley was the perfect choice. He when was. I heard, really and when I heard that he was going to be it, I was like. There's nobody else you could get yeah. for that. Yeah, and it was great, and I thought he did an amazing job, and uh, I thought it was cool as hell. It's Dude, just the, that you know, the, that is ide- like identical to what Mike and I have said. I think that Jackie O'Haley and Mike had said this before. Like he was a great, uh, a great uh, guy that took the the shoes of Robert England and stepped into him, and he could have done something really great with that character. Yeah. I just think that what happened, you know, again. Uh, the effects, like I, I, I think I, I watched a, uh, it was a documentary or, or, or some kind of extra on on a Blu-ray disc or something where they were talking about they used they wanted to make sh- they wanted to make it look like a real burn victim, yeah. so they digitized a lot of stuff onto the face after the makeup was applied to oh, make. I it- didn't hear that. Yeah, well, it was digitized. Like there was a lot of digital huh. stuff going on. Not just, you know, his, the makeup, but they digitize things onto it to make it, you know, kind of give it that flavor. So I feel like that's what kind of took away from the film. I, you know, the guy that did um, the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 1, the makeup effects was great. And, and Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is, is an amazing uh, accomplishment as well. But I feel like the practical effects, like, I feel like it's such, it's almost like the redheaded stepchild in the room anymore. Like, you know, people are, like, so interested in doing digital stuff. And they're like, oh, we, we can do this for half the time, and we can just digitize, you know, some makeup on there or yeah. do this or that. And, and we don't have reasons, to worry about it. But One of the reasons why people go see a Friday 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street or a Halloween is for practical effects, I honestly believe. Exactly. I think exactly. it's part of the legend. I think it's part of the the the, the whole 
point of going to see these movies and and uh, i understand a little here and there and i, I get it I'm, I'm all for the combination of it you know the combination mm-hmm. of practical and digital I'm a, I'm a big fan of it i do it all the time um but i think that you know with the nightmare on elm street you know i i don't know it's funny because we were talking about jason earlier and now we're talking about nightmare on elm street. there was a when Freddy versus Jason scripts were going around, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when Freddy, hi, thanks. Oh, can I have another one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just had Katie bring me one. It's all good. <laughs> um, uh, when when those scripts, this is well before the Freddy versus Jason that came out came out. This is way before it was even made. There were scripts going around, and they were getting people. This is from what I heard and what I understand, just in my world. There was a script that was written, and Rob Bottin was going to direct it, was trying to direct it. Do you know? I don't know if you know who Rob Bottin is. Rob Bottin is a, a, a legendary makeup effects guy. He did The Howling. He did Legend. He did oh, wow. okay. uh, The Twilight Zone movie. He did RoboCop. He did... Oh, um, shit. He, he is, he's amazing. Um, yeah. He's no longer... I don't think he does it anymore, but anyway... He was going to direct it, and it was about Freddy Krueger was, he was before he was burned, and he was still, because you got to think, Freddy Krueger was molesting kids. Yeah. Right. He was molesting yeah. and killing children. Right. And so I think the script, what the script was, was that Freddy Krueger had kidnapped Jason as a kid. Oh, shit. And was keeping him in his basement or something oh like that. God. And but... kept him there for like years as Jason grew up and kept him, you know, and was doing all this terrible thing. And then eventually Jason got, got loose or something like that. And then they went at it and it was all based in reality. That's crazy. And yeah. That, <laughs> like... that to me, I was like, I want to see that. Uh, yeah, dude, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. There's, there's a lot. That, there's like, I mean, and that's, I've not, not heard that one, uh, but I've heard several. Like, we did a script re- recap or review for one of them where, like, they had them in hell fighting. Did you hear about that one? When they were, they're in hell in, like, a boxing ring. It's like celebrity deathmatch. Like, <laughs> somehow they get dragged down to hell, and, like, Hitler's in the audience <laughs> watching Jason and Freddy fight and, like, commenting on the fight and shit. Like, right. crazy shit. Like, they went through oh. so many people for that Freddy vs. Jason script. It was just nuts. Yeah. But I do, I, I gotta ask you, uh, and I, I promise we'll let you go soon, man. I, you, you've been more okay. than to us. Uh, I really appreciate it. But uh, when, uh, so so go, just real quick, going back to the to the nightmare thing, like, so you, you mentioned, like, if you see a picture of it, it looks, it looks super frightening, like, to see the picture of it. And I know that, like, yeah. I agree with you that Hel- Jackie or Haley did a hell of a job. One scene sticks out to me particularly when he's got the dude upside down. I think it was dude. And he's like, no, we have seven minutes to play. And I was like, that's fucking scary. Like, there was yeah. little moments in that film that, that really yeah. did get me. But when you watch it now, like, is that the special – is that the – is the, the prosthetic – what it was supposed to be in the film or do you think they did something else to it that that made it not I, land you know what i didn't notice I, I i didn't notice what what i think jay was talking about with putting digital over it i didn't notice i've seen the makeup Andy andrew clement did that makeup mm-hmm. uh who's an amazing artist and he i i've seen that the 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 actual photos of that makeup with no hat and no lighting and stuff and it's it's awesome. It's horrifying. Yeah. It looked like a real burn guy. Like it's there. You didn't need to touch it at all. There's, exactly. There, there was no touching it. Do you there think it no, got lost in translation by the time it reached the film? I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it did. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. 
Show your face. Uh, I, Show your face to us. Show it. I think I, I think that uh, like and I agree with Chris a hundred percent. I think that the makeup was already solid. I feel like they already had a good you know starting point for Jackie or Haley as yeah. the new makeup and the and you know a more of a real life burn victim. But they wanted to digitize it, and make it a little bit more gooey or something. I don't know. Right. You know because if you go back to the nineteen eighty four Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you know, know and, and, and it was, was all practical. practical. Like, like, there's, there's no, like, there's, there's no digitized. It's, it's all practical, and it looks nasty and gross. And even Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and, and so on and so forth until, you know, we caught up, you know, or technology caught up with this. Like, like I feel like they were like, oh, this is where things are going, so we need to digitize it. We need to go over what the artist has already done and make it a little bit more, you know, yeah, those are shiny or something. Those are decisions that are all made after the fact the movie's made. A good example is like Good Example Suicide Squad. Uh, that makeup, uh, the Killer Croc makeup, is all practical. I had people tell me that it was digital. I had people tell me that they were, they fixed it. I, I made it a point on set to be there during every single take to make sure that makeup looked as good as it could so right. that they wouldn't have to fix it or do anything digitally. I didn't want that at all. Now, we, there, would I change the design of it? Yes. I, it didn't end up being what I really wanted it to be. But that being said, it is what it is, and we did it best we could. So a lot of those decisions are made after you're done with the job and you're on to your next one. And, 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 they, and they make it, and, you know, you, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, is it upsetting? Does it depress you? Yeah, sure, but, again, there's nothing you can do about it. So you just got to rock it, you know, and you just got to Right on. Yeah, Jay, Jay you apparently you're having super audio issues. Like, whenever you speak, it's like a super fucking echo. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. What? I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Um, but is it any better yet, guys? I'm speaking with truth from the mountain. Now I have an echo, too? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> apparently there's an echo for everyone now. I don't know what's oh, happening. Boy. Everyone's like, Mike, fix the echo. I'm like, I don't know. That's, That's on, on your, your shit. shit. Oh, shit. Um, don't have an engineer or a tech guy that can do <laughs> we that. We need to have now. one. Yeah, get Steven We need to in have here. one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Ever said they blame me now? Like I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> is it getting any better yet, guys? We're trying. I don't. I don't. Nothing changed. I don't think. I, I still hear everything the same. Uh, good again. Now we're good. All right, we're good. Something happened. We fixed it. We're good. Um, but uh, by, uh, by the, the way, Chris, Chris, I was, I was gonna, gonna tell you. Um, I did, I did see, see this interview with Robert England uh, not long ago, and, 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 and you know he, he was, was talking about Jackie O'Haley taking over. You know the role of. Freddy Krueger, and he, he thought, thought he was a good choice. Like, he thought Jack Haley was a good guy, and he thought he had uh, acting chops to do it, and, and he did, and he was awesome. Like, he really did have, like, the, uh, the, the charisma to carry that character. And he said, I, and, you know, I think he said what, what, what the issue was, was timing. When the movie was released, uh, they had just released the Blu-ray version of A Nightmare on Elm Street uh, with Robert England. So he said that, you know, a lot of people that had never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street started seeing him and and they were kind of associating Freddy Krueger with Robert England and then they released the new remake with right. Jackie O'Haley. Right. Uh, do you think that, like, do you think, like, I mean, that's kind of, like, I, I'm not saying the movie was perfect. I'm not saying that. But I, I think that I always feel like that movie in some way gets a bad rap. It's just you, Jay, by the way. Everyone's screaming at you to stop talking. 
<laughs> no, just because your mic. Oh. Uh, apparently, your mic is echoing horribly whenever you talk. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, is it echoing, I, is it echoing on your We can hear you fine. That's just it's, I, I can hear you fine. Uh, I would put it closer to your mouth, not further away. Why? Well, I, I was just doing what I was told. Put it inside <laughs> of you. Please put it inside okay. of you somehow. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you, it's echoing, but, you know, what do you think? Do you think that that is. Um, it's fixed. It's fixed. Yeah, so I shouldn't I shouldn't move it further away from my face. You should just take it down like a big man in trimmers. But uh, uh, yeah, um, I think um, I I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why that 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 movie. I, I don't know. I again I go back to good examples like you know when Freddy Krueger comes through the the wall when she's sleeping and the wall mm-hmm. stretches and stuff. I honestly think you know that. Uh, it was practical, practical in the '84, and it and and it, it was digital in the in the remake. I think, I think again, when it comes down to these kind of movies, if you lean too heavy on digital, I got nothing against it. I got nothing against digital, man. I'm just saying that when you go to see this type of movie, you're going to see it for a few reasons, and I think people subconsciously or consciously, whatever it is, they see a gag or they see something on screen and they either know it's there or it's not. And when you're talking about horror, if they know that it's in the room and they know that it's interacting with those actors, I think subconsciously it, it has a better effect than if they're registering that it's not there, if that makes right. any sense at all. I think no, you know, I get what you're saying. I think, yeah, yeah, you just, like, I've heard people say that before. Like, so, even if something's CGI, like, the, the, like, your subconscious or something picks up on it. And, like, you can just you see know that it's not there. That, you know, and, and horror is such a visceral, textural, uh, uh, you know, genre and, and that you have to have that. You got to I think, though, I think it's really important to have all those things in a horror film. And, and uh, so I, I don't know that that movie is a conundrum to me because I was excited to see it, even I though I'm not too. a big yeah. fan of remakes. I'm really not, actually. Um, but I was excited because of Jackie Earl Haley and, and, and that makeup and I, and I was excited. Um, but I think what we missed was the, the, the Freddy Krueger of it all the, 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 we missed the, this is a, a perverted weird child killer guy. And I don't, I, I think even though that element was in the script, it wasn't told viscerally enough. In that Dude, movie. I I agree with you. I agree with you, and I've said that before. Um, I think that the problem with that film, and I love, you know, I love the 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's it's amazing. Robert England is Freddy Krueger for sure. But I right. think that the problem is, I think that they're going going forward with Freddy Krueger is the fact that a lot of studios are maybe a little afraid to dip their toes into that particular you know, uh, type of storytelling. Cause they don't want, you know, because Freddy Krueger became a, uh, pop sensation of the eighties. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like he became like, he was on, you know, he was everywhere. He was, a, he was on posters. He was, a, he was a dummy doll. Like people, yeah. you know, little kids like dressed up as him, you know, going to, you know, trick or treating yeah, there were, there in the late eighties. Right. You know, and I, 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 yeah, exactly. The good point that you're bringing up, because what I think that movie did, the remake did was it tried to, it tried to walk that line between what Freddie was originally supposed to be and what Freddie became. Right. And it kind of tried to blend the two, and I don't think you can do that. You got to pick one road or the other. You got to go dark. Or you got to go 
you got to go pop culture. One of the two. But when you're trying to walk that line between art and commerce, it nine times out of ten, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, exactly. You got to, you, you know, if you want to go the full dark side with Freddie, you got to go the full dark side. Yeah. You know, yeah, but then you'd have people bitching about that. Yeah. You know, you exactly. Gotta, yeah. You know, you, you're never going to win. Exactly. You're not yeah. going to win. You're just not going to win. Did, um, uh, with what's going on, and we talked about this a little bit before we started. Uh, in the dark here, I'm going to turn my light on. Hold on. I'm listening. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Show us your butt, Chris. Show us your butt. <laughs> What's it look like? Yeah. Woo. We'll All right. Goods. I love it. We should have turned the Super Chats back on. We'll be getting lots of them right now. Is that better? No, yeah. Now I'm so oh, Now you're That's darker. Cool. You got that background lighting. Yeah. Oh. Right. Whoa. No, you're good. No, you're good. You still look good. It's Whatever, all- dude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Whatever. Fuck it. This is, we're, our shit's, Whatever. Yeah, trust me. You already look better than we do. But yeah. I was going to ask you, man. Um, uh. When uh, so so we kind of talked about this before we started the, the chat or whatever. But Jay and I have argued for like four fucking weeks now. We've been like, dude, no, I want this. No, I want this. No, I want this. And assuming that you don't know, and if you do know, then you can just say shut the fuck up and we'll move on. Uh, but I, I'm assuming that you don't know. But would you rather like if you had your druthers when it comes to the Halloween kills coming out with everything that's going on in the world right now? If they say if we can't get it in October, like we're hoping to get it in the theater in October, like everybody wants. Um, mm-hmm. would you rather wait a year until next year to have it be in the theaters or would you rather them go ahead and release it VOD so that it could be out there in the world where it's your work and you've worked on it? Like, what would you rather have for me? I'd rather, I'd almost rather, nah, I'm a fucking liar. I'd rather watch it on TV if I had no other choice at all. Say <laughs> VOD, still. Chris, say VOD. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I can't, I can't it's decide. Okay. All right. You know, you guys are going to hate me, but I, I would wait. I would. I, I personally that. would wait. I, I, if it were up to me, and it's not, um, I would. I would wait. Uh, I would hold off and put it out in the theater because uh, I just think that I, I. You know, it's it's funny. Off. It's not. It's actually on topic, but it's kind of off. I went and saw Terry Gilliam speak um, uh, not that long ago. Uh, Terry Gilliam is one of my favorite filmmakers. And he, uh, he, he, yeah, I went not far from here and saw him speak. And he brought up the fact of, of going to see him. What did he think of all the superhero movies that are coming out and why they're so big and all that stuff? And he said, you know, look, he goes, they are what they are. But movies of that nature and a lot of movies now are made for you to watch on your phone. Or they're made for you to watch on your tablet. They're made for you to watch on your whatever. And it takes something away from the cinematic and community experience of what going to the movies is all about. And I'm call me old school, call me whatever you want to do it. But I still believe that movies cinema is meant to be a community thing where you go and you sit in a big room with a bunch of people and you all have a visceral experience and reaction to what you're seeing in front of you. And it makes movies better. I honestly think it makes movies better. And I understand why they're doing VOD. I understand it's a business. I understand it's about money and all that shit. But that being said, um, I I would prefer it to come out on a theater. I want to go see it in a movie theater. I want to get my popcorn. I want to get my M&Ms. I want to sit down with my drink. I want to be with my people and go, hey, man, let's go see this movie. And, like, sit down and, you know, go to the Alamo Draft House and, like, order a burger and, like, you know, like, 
right. that to me is is the best way to experience movies. I think I would I would to answer your question. I know it's not a popular. I would wait. I'm and I know nobody wants to wait. I don't want to wait. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I'm dying to see it. And I was there, and I'm like, I want to see this movie for crying out loud. That's but, perfect. Uh, Though that's fucking perfect, dude. And that's what I was. And and again, like uh, like as the time has gone on, I'm like, okay. To, to give perfect explanation, like, if it was on VOD, I'd watch that shit. I'm not going to watch everybody talk about it and not watch it, especially since we do Halloween. But, like, that was my that was my whole thing in the beginning, man. It's like, there's just, like, we're so, I don't think we realize how lucky we are to be living in a time where there's Halloween movies playing in the movie theaters. And, like, yeah. why, like, it, it's, like, a couple turns here for the companies that run shit. Uh, and we could be getting straight to VOD Hellraiser 12's uh, versions of Halloween right now. Like, Halloween could be in a place where we're getting straight to VOD versions of shit where they didn't put any effort into it. We're lucky enough yeah. to be living in a time where they're 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 putting movie mo- movie money into it to put it on the big screen. And yeah. it's in our lifetime that we can go see movie Halloween on the big screen. And it's like... Yeah. And this is you, like you worked on it. Like you've got people, you want to show people what you've done. Like you, you like yeah. it's got to be burning a hole in your pocket worse than fucking anybody else's. And even to, it makes me feel so much better to hear that even you would rather wait a year and see it on the big screen than, than watch it at home. I feel, I'm yeah, happy I you think said it, that. it depends on the movie too, man. You know, look, if you're going to watch a big video game, like spectacular uh, visual effect, giant epic thing, I believe, yeah, that's great on a big giant movie screen, and that's great if you go see IMAX. But you can watch that on your widescreen, flat screen at home, and get the same vibe from it. There's not, I think, some movies lend themselves to VOD, and some don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I would prefer Halloween. I think again, it's not black and white. You can't go. All of them should be on VOD. All of them should be in the theater. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it depends on the movie, and I think that. For me personally, I would rather go see Halloween where I can smell the popcorn. I can hear people gasp. I can hear people laugh. I can hear people because that's part of watching a Halloween movie. It's part of it. You're like, oh, did you see what Michael Myers did? That was crazy. You know, or, or oh my God, Lord, you know, like that's part of the experience, you know, but yeah, I, I like, I, I, I agree with you, man. Like, I, I think that uh, I've been pragmatic. Um, and, and we talked about this a little bit, you know, before we started the stream, I think that a lot of what's going to happen, unfortunately, I mean, and that's my own opinion and, you know, people will have their own opinions, but I think that the issue is, is that when the theaters open, I, I, I know that, um, I don't know if it was Regal or AMC, I, well, AMC is having some issues, but they're thinking, you know, late July, to open their theaters back up. And, and we hope that, that that's the case. But in October, when Halloween Kills comes out, I, I, I want everyone, I would rather go see it with an audience. I'd rather go see it with people that are giant fans of Halloween, like I am and Mike is, and, you know, yeah. have that experience. You know what I mean? But uh, I think it's how you know, if that doesn't happen. First place. Right. The- don't you think? I mean, look, I, I saw the first Halloween in a theater. I saw every Halloween since then in a theater. It mm. just it, it goes hand in hand to me, you know, and, and I want to it comes out in October. There's parties going on. There's Halloween decorations everywhere. There's 
there's a whole vibe in the air in the, right. that month it's like Christmas to me. Halloween is is my Christmas, man. I mean, absolutely. Take absolutely. The movies out of it. Take the Halloween franchise out of it. I'm I've always been a Halloween before Halloween came out. Halloween was my Christmas, you know, and so it, it's there's a whole there's a whole vibe around it that I think you won't get if it, I understand everyone wants to see it so bad and and you just want it like it was funny today people are like I think Sean posted hey Chris Nelson interview on HalloweenMovies.com and everyone's comment was we just want to see the trailer fuck him what <laughs> 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 the fuck is that what's yeah, the trailer like <laughs> gives a shit yeah. about that pumpkin headed geek you know I'm like but I'm like going. I, I, and I get that. I totally get it. No, um, I'm like, but, I want that shit. Give it to me now, not Friday. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I want it too, man. I want to see the trailer too, and I want to see the movie too, and I want to see all that shit too. But yeah, there, it's got to no, be a lot. I meant your interview. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to. <laughs> it's got to mean a lot to you to see your shit on the big screen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. See, that's the, that's you know the, what I mean? That's the reason why. Yeah, I exactly. That's the exactly. Whole point. The whole yeah, point. Like, is to, to do it to make people happy. I, I'm lucky that I can do things that make people happy, that piss people off, that make people sad, that make them excited, that make them grossed out. That's what's great. And I take it all all at the same value. You know, if right. I make someone mad, that's just as valuable as making someone happy. And so it's it's this exactly. weird that's why I do what I do. I love what I do because it makes people happy. And it makes me happy to make people happy, you know? And so that's the whole point of it. And I think people would be happiest if they saw it in a the movie theater and I, enjoyed I, it. I, I, I you are that. an amazing specimen of a man. <laughs> For sure. Like, and he's attractive, like, too. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can't believe Like, it's great. Like, you know, and I love, I've, I love talking to somebody that is so, like, you know, energized about their work that they do. And, and you're so, you know, involved. And, yeah. Exactly, man. Like, you know, uh, having it, what you've it, done, you know, what you've done world. off Mo screen. Movies have been my world since I was a, a, a little kid before I could even remember. Movies have been my world. This is it. This is all I got. Right. This is my life. This is and what, yeah. I live and breathe it every single day of my life. And it's and uh, and I, I love and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this with you guys is because you guys are you guys are movie lovers and you're fans and you're passionate and it makes you happy and you know that what you do makes people happy and and it's this whole thing that it, it's such a great community um and that's why i love it because community is important um and it, and and our community our movie especially horror in the genre man oh yeah people always ask me why why do you love horror so much what makes it set apart from every other genre even though it's considered lowbrow and i always say because horror fans are for lack of a better term, we're all misfits and we're all like, we, we like things that, and, and we yep. found a community and we're all very loyal and we're all very passionate and we're all very dedicated to this. Be and there's a reason why, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and you either get it or you don't, man, you know, and that's, that's it. it. That's it. Right yeah. the fuck on, man. man right the I, fuck on. And I'll, and I'll say this and, and we, we really will let you go, man. Cause I, I'm sorry. We kept you this fucking long. You've been so kind of so this long. <laughs> You're Dude, awesome. Shit, man. Like, you even got a company over there. She, whoever that was, is probably like, would you hurry? The that was fuck my up? girlfriend. <laughs> She's definitely like, will you hurry the fuck up? Um, but, no, I, I, I want to like, say dinner. What are we doing? Yeah, Like shit, I'm hungry. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I want to say this, man, like in all honesty, um, 
and, and, and I really mean this, I'm not just blowing you because you're on our channel, uh, uh, and, and because you've been so good to us, but you can sense, um, just me coming from where I come from, you can sense people who are fucking workers, and, and you can sense people who just do it to do it. Because if like opportunities that like we were talking about earlier, like, I don't know, man, like I never said no to anything. If someone asked me, I said yes, and I just do it. And I think people like you are why we get special things. Like you're, you're why the mask looks so fucking great in Halloween 2018. And that's not to be overlooked because like that, that movie was good and like it was all good and everything. But like when that mask came out and when, and when the kills were there and, and, and when it all laid out the way it was supposed to be like that, and I'm not shitting on anybody else or anything else they did, but that made the movie. Like it, it, it made the movie. Like if the and we talked about it earlier, but if the mask wasn't right, if it wasn't on point, it ruins the entire film. And from the second that I read your interview with Halloween movies the first time that you did it when Halloween two thousand eighteen was coming out, I was like we talked about it in the video, we're like, This guy fucking cares. Like he cares. And now talking to you about this and, and all the shit that you've done, man, you're just uh thankful as shit that you exist man and i'm thankful as shit that you're the guy that they chose to work with and uh we're really fucking thankful that you reach out to us and we're like because to be honest with you the way we are everyone's like fuck those guys like i'm saying as far away from this as I can but you reach out to us and you've always been kind of shit to us and uh just thanks man you're you're an awesome fucking dude and i'm happy as shit to know you hey man you're an amazing Look. guy man thank you so much oh, no you guys are you guys are awesome and i i appreciate it and and that's why that's why we're doing it, man. I mean, look, we're we're all in the same boat. We're all we all got the same end game, man. So you know, it's all good. By the uh, way, uh, Chris, Chris worked on end game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, go on. What were you gonna say? Sorry, I could help it. Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. You guys are awesome, and uh, uh, this was fun, man. Let's do it again. Absolutely. Oh fuck yeah, man! Anytime you want, for sure. Like just well, you hit know us what? up. Kills comes out. We'll do it again, and uh, okay, and or maybe when the trailer comes out, or I don't know, some fucking thing. whatever. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, you you guys are. I I think you're in for a big treat. Like when, I'll, you know, I hear, I it's funny because I'll I'll get like I said Google uh, alerts and I watch you guys and some of the other guys are all good guys. I I just like fans and I like this community and I'm I'm one of. I'm one of you guys. Like I'm just, right. I, I I troll for horror news and this and that, and I watch all the movies and I do. I'm the same way. This is what I do, and and I live this life. And um, it it's funny. I think I hear what everybody wants. You know, I hear what. Oh, I hope Halloween Kills has this, and I hope it does this, and I hope it does that, and it better do this. I'm I'm going to tell you, you're going to get what you want. So awesome, man. Hang That's in awesome. there. You'll get it. It's coming. <laughs> I love it. And it, there's some there's some shit's gonna blow your mind, and you're gonna be super happy. So don't worry about it. So yeah. I can't wait, fucking ass. Yeah, that's what God, I'm hearing. Damn, that's what I you're hearing. I feel like Ray in that fucking song <laughs> touched me all night long. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good tonight. <laughs> all right, thanks, chat, for hanging out with us. Thanks everybody that's here. All almost 400 of you guys, and most most importantly, thanks to Chris, man. You're a fucking uh, you're a goddamn Chris, sport, dude. You guys got it. Have a good night, brother. You too, man. All right, man. See, see you. Take, take, get, make that girl a dinner. Make her a, a fucking yeah. oven or a pot, chicken pot pie. <laughs> you better go get burritos. KFC. Southern California burritos, baby. Fucking yeah. <laughs> That's <a> Del Taco. <laughs> How do I turn this off? Turn this off. It's going. Turn that off. I got to click the. Where's the fucking button?
I can never <laughs> find the fucking button. Turn it off. Oh Where's God. the corkscrew? With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.